Hello and welcome to the Hodges Hall Podcast, coming to you from the basement of Hodges Hall, the home of LSU Student Media. I'm Zoyce Manners, producer of Tiger TV. And I'm Chris Calderero, 14 and a half point underdog for the Daily 14 Revelry. and a half point underdog. I was going to go to my, my spiel that I do before we start talking, but what do you think of the 14 and a half Well, I said, so since I think it has dropped to 13 and a half, it may, may or may not have. I don't know. But uh, according to ESPN, the pick center, the spread is 15. Oh, so when Alabama under oh, Alabama minus fifteen. That's pleasant. Okay. Well, uh, I think it's kind of ridiculous to be honest with you, especially is it? in Tiger Stadium. No, I think it is. I and I know I know we're gonna get into all this Alabama's points per game. I think they're scoring fifty four point one points per game, um, but that's kind of absurd to have that large a deficit in Tiger Stadium. I, in fact, I think that is LSU's largest deficit since nineteen ninety seven. You know, coming into a game as an underdog, and for those that may have forgotten or who were a few months old as I was, or not even old as I was, yeah, Joyce didn't exist. Those were the days. Uh, LSU <laughs> defeated number one Florida twenty twenty one that year. So, oh wow, yeah. Talking about Alabama's points per game, they they're scoring a lot. Let me just go through the amount of points they've scored: fifty one, fifty seven, sixty two, forty five, fifty six, sixty five, thirty nine, fifty eight. Well, the next point you should probably bring up is who they've played: Louisville, Arkansas State, Ole Miss. Texas A&M, Louisiana Lafayette, Arkansas, Missouri, and Tennessee. So this is definitely going to be the most difficult atmosphere they've had to play in. Tua Tagovailoa said Tennessee was very loud. When you're looking at Neyland Stadium versus Tiger Stadium, Tiger Stadium definitely gets a lot louder. There's more people in, in Tiger Stadium. How much of a factor is that going to play? It's obviously going to play a role in it, but is it enough to, to lead LSU to a historic night? Well, yeah, absolutely. And before I answer that, like you said, you know, the opponents have been weak. Look, 54 point points per game against anybody is very impressive, but it should be yes. noted that they really haven't played anybody. This is going to be Alabama's first true test. And like you said, it's going to be in a hostile environment. It's pretty funny because my dad is an avid watcher of the Paul Feinbaum show. Okay, I was he, about to bring something he, up from him. He has to relay everything that you know Alabama fans say on that show. So he called Paul. me up. Yeah, Paul. Uh, but he called me up and he told me that you know one of the things brought up was that Tua Tagovailoa has played in the national championship game, so he's used to the hostile environment. And that's valid, but also he wasn't expecting to play in that game. He was thrown in at halftime. He didn't really have a chance to process everything that was going on. He just went out and played, and he played very well, and he's played exceptionally exceptionally well since then. But I think this is going to be a bit different. This is going to be a unique atmosphere. And like you said, he did comment on how loud Tennessee is staying with Buddy, you haven't seen anything yet, okay? It's going to be unlike any other atmosphere he's ever seen. You mentioned the national championship. Right before he made probably one of the best plays in national championship history, that touchdown, that walk-off touchdown, he made one of the worst plays in national championship history, losing 16 yards on first down when all they needed was a field goal, right, to keep it going. So I know he's older, he's matured now, hasn't thrown a pick this year, but it's going to be a different, it's going to be a different animal going into Tiger Stadium at night, people screaming at you. We mentioned how many points they've scored. This is the FBS rank of yards per play allowed by opponents of the teams Alabama has played. 119, 109, 108, 107, 100, 99, 94, and 90th. So those are all rankings in terms of the lowest yards per play allowed. Obviously the higher number, the more yards per play you allow. That is not exactly a murderer's row of defenses Alabama's gone up against. Right, right. And like you said, I mean, this is, this is going to be their toughest test. So Alabama has, I'm looking at this now, they have an absurd now, total offense per game is 564 yards per game. That's, that's a crazy number. But like you said, I mean, the defenses they've gone up against have been pretty vanilla. LSU, whereas LSU's defense has only allowed 330 yards 
of offense per game. Alabama's defense is only allowed 307, right. just for reference there. Yeah. We, we know LSU's defense is, is much better than anything they've seen. I, I do question the defensive back play. I think that's been a little inconsistent this of year. LSU? Yeah. DB, you're coming at DBU. Well, look, and look, I know they lead the nation in interceptions and all that, but I think A lot of that is thanks times, to Nick Fitzgerald. One-on-one, yeah. <laughs> one-on-one matchups, especially you know against in games like Miami and Auburn and Florida, those are the three that stick out to me. It, we've had some trouble with one-on-one matchups from our from our cornerbacks specifically. I, I know Grant Delpit's played tremendously. As we spoke a lot about on last week's podcast, Devin White will be missing the first half of the game. You got Patrick Queen or Micah, Micah Baskerville uh, in to replace him. And while while I'm not you know taking anything away from those two players, uh, it's hard to replace Devin White's presence on the field. It's going to be – there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to Alabama's offense versus LSU's defense, and it's going to be really interesting to see how that uh, plays out. Someone suggested that LSU – if LSU wins the toss, they should take the opening kickoff and try to keep the ball as much as possible to try to minimize the amount of time Tua's on the field without uh, – with a Devin Whiteless defense. So what do you think about that? I would – I think LSU's got to win the, the, the field possession battle mm-hmm. to keep it close in the first half without Devin White. And it would almost benefit LSU to try to kick it long and pit and have Alabama start deep because I don't think I don't know if LSU can really go 80 yards against this Alabama defense. I, I mean, maybe they could. I'm not sure. You want your defense out there to set up the to set up the the field position game, but without Devin White, do you want to? So really, I've talked for about 15 seconds and I haven't gotten anywhere. I'm going to say LSU. Maybe LSU starts with the, with the ball, tries to get 20 yards to the 40, punt one long. I'm not sure. I started off tw- 20 minutes before this podcast. I was dead set on LSU should definitely elect to receive the ball should they win the toss. But now I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it more. The crowd factor early on, like you saw what happened against Mississippi State. Or Alabama two years ago. Right, Where yes. Jalen Hurts throws a pick Th- on the first, a pick on the second first play or first play. Yeah. So that's something that should be thought about because um, you definitely want to capitalize on crowd momentum early. And if you can make Alabama waste a drive, specifically the opening drive, that, that could play out well. It should also be known that Alabama scored a touchdown on the first drive of every drive this season, of every game this season. And LSU is not allowed a touchdown in the first quarter this year. So some something's going to give. Something's got to so, give. Something's got to give. I love these weekend. stats when they go head-to-head. Um, but – yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, somebody suggested to, to me, maybe if LSU wins the coin toss, they should flip the coin again to decide whether or not they want to uh, kick or receive it. What they should do is uh, pick a side and right. Alabama pick. With yeah, the yeah right. So, yeah, make Alabama <laughs> pick pick the uh, what they want to do. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out as well. There's there's a lot of, like, just big this, – this is a weird game. There's a lot, and I've said has that been, every has single Has there been week. a week where you haven't said this is a weird game? <laughs> I don't know. It's just I, I'm, I'm really not sure. I was dead set on Alabama, like, all year, but I don't know. I, like, this is the healthiest, just, just to, to show that this is kind of founded, this is the healthiest LSU's been on offense this year. I mean, Garrett Brumfield's coming yeah, back. That's he was a practicing huge boost yesterday. To the offensive line, and the, the offensive line has struggled with inconsistency. This I know you're talking about the offensive line, and it's good to have a good offensive line. And Alabama's defense is obviously really good, but let's not forget Tua Tagovailoa, 107 for 152 this year, 2,066 yards, 25 touchdowns, no picks. He hasn't played in the fourth quarter yet this season. Let's not forget about that. Right. So let's like, not forget about the Heisman. This guy's already won the September Heisman. He's won the the October Heisman. He's won all the Heisman so far. I know we've LSU, you know, has awarded the September Heisman to Leonard Fournette, and that didn't go particularly well. It ended in this matchup, in this fixture, right. so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, does LSU put together a performance that 
shuts down Tua's Heisman hopes. It could always happen. So I think it's safe. It's a safe bet to assume that both of those things. I think he's going to throw an interception this game. And I think that he's going to play in the fourth quarter of this game. I think if you want to <laughs> bet money on something, you could bet on those two things. I think he throws an interception, and I think he plays in the fourth quarter. Or at least I would hope. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I think I think this. it's safe to assume that, I mean, LSU's, LSU's defense has been so good this year, and he said himself that this is the best front seven they'll play all year. You know, he, he's never experienced that type of pressure this year, so maybe – Maybe he gets razzled and makes a poor decision, you know, on a pass. I think it would be ridiculous to, to believe that he doesn't play in the fourth quarter. I know a lot of Alabama fans are coming into this game thinking uh, Alabama's going to score 50. I don't see it. I, I don't see that either. It could happen. That's a lot of overconfidence. I don't see it, though. I think that could, that could really bite them in the end. I don't, I don't see that happening. This is not, this is not going to be a typical Alabama 54-point game. It's, it's just not going to happen. I think this one's close. Really what do you do. think else you can do offensively? There. I'm sure they're adding things to the to the repertoire. So Joe Burrow's first Alabama game. He said he's not worried about it. He said yeah, if you're worried about it, don't come out of the tunnel. Right. I don't. I really don't. I mean, so Nick Saban had even said earlier this week that this LSU team is unlike any other. You know, they're they're throwing fastballs on offense, and that's something. I mean, he's right. Like we're throwing. We're we're not scared to to air the ball out anymore. We're not running at you in the I formation. We're not trying to. You know, we're not committed to the run if the run's not working. So uh, I think I think you're going to see a creative game plan from Steve Ensminger. I think he's I think it's going to be similar to the effect of Mississippi State, where he's going to try and attack you on the perimeter um, with some with some quick passes, and that's that's really going to be the key is quick passes. I think you got to get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hand early, um, and and hopefully open open up. Some, Alabama's some got players downfield. all over the field though defensively. You know, you're going like strength against strength when you're talking about athletes on the perimeter for both LSU and Alabama. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's. On both sides of the ball for each team. No, it, I like looking at this matchup. It's interesting because I I think it's evenly matched. I, I do. LSU's um, offense versus Bama's defense. Yeah, no, I I do. It's it's hard to prove that right now with what we've seen. I mean, again, LSU's only scoring thirty points a game, which I mean, that's not bad. LSU's also getting some credit for wins against you know Miami and Auburn. Who, well, every game LSU's played has been against a team that has a winning record. Right. Oh, that's not the case for Alabama or any other school in college football. And that has led LSU, with a 7-1 record, to be ranked third in the CFP ranking, the first CFP ranking of the season. Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Notre Dame at four. Do you think the the number three spot makes sense? The number three team has never made the college football playoff. The number three team in the first ranking of the season has never made it. Um, I know we only have like four years to go off of, but... Right, yeah, yeah. So, hey, there's a first time for everything, right? So a lot of fans, I know we talked about this a little last week too, where you know some were speculating, oh, well maybe LSU gets the two spot, because you know they know it's not going to last. LSU and Alabama yeah, are going to play play each other, right? So, uh, but LSU comes in at number three, and I think I think it's the right spot. You know, I know Notre Dame's undefeated, but just looking at LSU's body of work this season, Notre Dame, yeah, Notre Dame's almost lost like every each of the last three games. Their win against Michigan's really really good. Yeah, like to start the season, but the since then, the Vanderbilt been, game is one I keep going back Pittsburgh to. Pittsburgh game, like yeah. they, they struggle. That's a struggle win, you know. At home, both uh, of those. Now they did recently beat Navy forty-four twenty-two. Pretty but, convincing. You know, also, Navy has one win on the season. Right. So you take that with a, a, a large grain of salt. But you know, I think I think LSU is deserving a grain of sea salt. I, Shout I, out to the midshipmen. But I, so I essentially, I think I think the, this first ranking is is essentially right. I mean, I think I think they got it right here. Alabama is is your number one. They should be. Clemson is your number two, uh, and and just looking at 
the teams right now. LSU is not only the best one-loss team, but I think they are better than Notre Dame, and I think the committee agrees. I mean, I know the committee agrees they ranked them ahead of Notre Dame. Kentucky's ahead of Ohio State, and so is Washington State. Wazoo. That one-loss team. You know, looking at their— I'm not uh, sure there's a chance Wazoo gets in, even if they went out, to be honest. I think they're going to win out. If you look at their schedule— the, Yes, the, but the, I don't think that even—I don't think enough goes their way. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It's— it, They'd have to get some help. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think they control their own destiny is what I'm saying. Looking at the field right now, if they went out, they, they don't get in. But, you know, some things could happen. Some things could shuffle a little bit. Do you see any, any comparisons? you think any comparisons can be drawn between this game, Alabama, you know, a, a wrecking ball, a top-two team coming in, hasn't been tested yet, and everybody thinks they're going to roll LSU over, to the Georgia game three weeks ago where everybody looked at Georgia similarly? Oh yeah, I think there are a lot of compare. I mean, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's very similar because everyone is saying the Georgia game, for instance. Everyone said you know Georgia's going to have no problem. They 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 kind of took the venue for granted. I think they, they, Georgia they, came in as a seventy, according to ESPN's win probability, seventy three percent chance to win the game. And they were scoring a lot of points per game too. I mean, they 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 were yeah. putting it on some some teams as well. Not. And Alabama, nearly as bad as Alabama. Well, and Alabama's coming in as a 78%. I mean, this is right. ESPN matchup predictor, so who knows how much, will, how, yeah. much, how, much, uh, how much credit to give that when you're talking about the potential uh, outcome of the game. But I think it's a very similar situation. I think, especially considering you know, how the crowd's going to play a factor, I think it's worse for Bama than it was for, for Georgia because, I mean, Ogeron said this, this too. I mean, you have a very angry football team right now. Uh, and you, I think you have a very angry fan base. Everyone knows the the everyone in this state knows the the impact of the LSU Alabama game. It's it's the game everyone circles on their calendar every football season because they know it's going to be. I mean, it's really game the days maker, here. Yeah, game days game here. Days the, coming. the the atmosphere will start at like 4 a.m. in yeah. Baton Rouge, and it's going to go all the way to 4 a.m. the next day. Yes, it's exactly. going to be a 24 hour trip, so to speak. So I mean, I think I think you're going to see a lot of emotion from both players and fans come Saturday. Now, the importance is, you know, my high school uh, baseball coach always stressed the importance of playing with emotion rather than on emotion. I think that's a very important sentiment for the What's the distinction the there? Well, so when you're playing on emotion, you tend to make a lot of, well, in baseball at least, you tend to make a lot of errors, okay, because... Try to overcompensate. Yeah, you, you're, you're kind of fired up, and, you know, you, you let the emotions play for you, where, whereas when you're playing with emotion... You're compartmentalizing. You know, you understand the impact and the importance of the situation, but when it comes down to to execution, you have to put those things aside and and compartmentalize. And I think that's going to be very important. And Ogeron is as good as it gets. I think when when, when preparing teams, uh, you heard Foster Morrow speak on that two weeks ago. I think where he said, you know, the lengths that Coach O goes to to preparing his football team to to be ready for big games like this, you know, goes unnoticed and it's unsung, but it's, it's extremely important to what, what LSU's been able to do this year. Uh, so I think LSU's going to be really, I, I think they're going to be ready. I think, I think they're going to be able to what play think with emotion. Man, so I was, I was dead set on Alabama. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in a conundrum right now because I said coming into this year, LSU would have three losses. They would split the Georgia-Bama series. I thought initially they would maybe, it would maybe be win against Georgia, lose against Bama, but we've defeated Georgia, and I've picked LSU to lose against Auburn and Mississippi State. So I've kind of burned my three losses here. So you know what? I'm going to go with LSU here. I, there's no way. 
I'm, t- I'm telling you. I don't no, think no, it happens. You know what? I, I be- you got to believe, Zoys. You got to believe. It's, I, have it's, Al- it's, I have Alabama 31-17. Wow, that's that's hefty, man. I'm going. So I think LSU is going to have to score 30 to win this game. I, I have this. I have, I have 33-31 LSU. Dang. 33-31. You really think so? Yeah. Let's, actually, let's talk about the most important prediction. Game base here, as I said. Who's the guest picker? Who do you think the guest picker is? I have is? no idea. I've heard some. I've heard. I know Alex Bregman on Twitter he said. Tweets, I've heard there's uh, a game this weekend. Is Alex Bregman the guy? So who that was going to be my who guess. Would be your, who would be your ideal guest picker? You know, it's tough like to this, say. if we're talking like obviously besides Shaq and stuff. So Shaq would be number one. One thing that kind of gets floated out every every time game day is here is uh, Dee Dee Bro. Dee I mean, Dee she's Bro. a really energetic yeah, but person. She is. I don't get me I wrong. Like, I think she could kill it. I agree. But when we're talking about game day, they like to pick international right. or not right. international, but national stars. Something stuff. that everyone knows. I'm not. Sure. Everybody knows who B- Didi Bro is here, but here. I don't think across the country. Right? No, you're right. You're right. I, I I do think she would kill it, but uh, she'd be great. Shag would be cool. Shag would be really cool. No way he, it works into his schedule though, because he's always got stuff to do. Yeah, I mean, busy guy. That's what happens when you're a PhD. Game day pickers aren't really the thing I I lie awake thinking about at night. You know, I think Shag would be a good pick. I think Shag Shag would be a cool pick. I think it's probably going to be Bregman though. Just based Bregman would be tweet. cool. Yeah, Bregman would be cool, or Odell or something like that. Oh, Giants have a bye week too. Jo- oh, jo- ooh, speculation. Yeah, maybe Bregman and uh, Odell can split the bill on neck. Honestly, that would be really awesome. All right, let's move on to trivia. You have a, a question you're a fan of. I'm still trying to figure out the proper wording of mine, so I'll let you go first. So, Alabama and LSU are both founding ma- members of the SEC. Alabama is the only Crimson Tide, but LSU is among two other Tigers, Auburn and Missouri. However, there was once another Tiger in the SEC, and they also wore purple and gold. They are a founding member, but they are no longer with the conference, obviously. This is a great question. So who is the other founding purple and gold Tiger, founding member of the SEC? LSU being one, one of the founding members, obviously. Who is the other? Whoa, so they were a tiger, but also wore purple and gold in the SEC. So I'm not sure. So purple and gold come from the Mardi Gras colors. Mm -hmm. So it leads me toward thinking something in Louisiana. Other tigers that have been part of the SEC. I don't think Clemson's ever been one. They are a tiger, obviously. Did Auburn have different colors at at a certain time? What I'm imagining is a school that is no longer part of the SEC also changed their mascot to be something else. Or maybe it's a school that's now defunct. Can you give me any hint at all that wouldn't give it away? I'm, by asking for a hint, I'm essentially giving up. Okay, right, right. So so I have given up the question. They are a southern school. Okay. They're not Louisiana. They're in Tennessee. They're in Tennessee. I really have no idea. Was it like maybe Chattanooga? They've got yellow. They're blue and yellow, but they're a train. They're the mocks. I really have no idea. This is a great question. Eastern. Te- I'm trying to think of schools in Tennessee, man. This one's, you can, it's going to be tough. I mean, there, I know Eastern Tennessee State, you know, That's Middle true. Tennessee State. I really don't know. I'm going to give up. This is ridiculous. Sewanee, the University of the South. Wow. Is a founding member of the SEC, along with Georgia That's Institute a... of Technology, Georgia Tech. Oh, wow. And Tulane University. Hmm. And it should be noted that Tulane has, Tulane, Georgia Tech, and Sewanee all have as many SEC titles as Kentucky, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Missouri, South Carolina, A&M, and Vanderbilt combined. Three. Holy cow. So, they each have one apiece? Or? So uh, Tulane has three. And, and the other two have zero? Georgia Tech has one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's four then. No, Tulane has two and Georgia Tech has one. Yeah, there we go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, that's that's a ridiculous question. That's really cool. That was yeah. probably your best question to date. I'm proud of that. 
All right, so this year's college football playoff ranking, the first college football playoff ranking of the season, the opening ranking, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame, two teams from the SEC. Well, in 2014, the SEC had three teams in the opening week's top four of the college football playoff ranking. So my question to you is, who were those three teams? That's the record for most teams from a conference in the top four. So Alabama's definitely won. Um, so this is 2014 Week 10 rankings. 2014, so Alabama's won. Possibly Auburn. I'm not going to lock that in. I'm just talking out loud, helping myself think through this. Week 10, so that would make sense that Auburn hadn't played Alabama yet. So you've got, you have two teams? Have you locked in Auburn? I don't know. I don't want you to buzz me. Um, until I get the third I'll let you. I'll, I won't buzz you until you put all three teams in. Theoretically, I'm putting Alabama and Auburn in this thing. That's not right. That's not right. 2014, man. I feel like Alabama was the only like team. Let's go Alabama, Auburn, and oh wait a minute, wait a minute. 2014. Hold up. So this was Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Alabama. That's what that was. Those are my three teams. Those are your three teams. Well, yep. you're wrong. It was Mississippi State at number one, Ole Miss at number four, Alabama was at number six, Auburn was at number three. Oh, you man. caught yourself late. You got the Mississippi State Ole Miss uh, super season. Man, I just didn't. Hugh Freeze peak NCAA violation. So yeah, no, that would make sense because team. Ole Miss defeated Alabama. That's why they were where they were. I got too excited on that one. Jumped the gun. Um, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Soyce Manners. And myself at Twitter at Caldera11. That's it from us. We'll be back next week. <laughs>